Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Finding My Husband podcast. My name is Hannah Elgashingi. As a metadynamics trained coach, high school teacher, speaker, and the founder and head coach at She Empowerment Coaching, I am so honored to be your host in this podcast. Whether you've never been in a relationship, been in and out of them, or feel like you're going to be single your whole life, then this podcast is for you. For 10 years, I've been wanting to get married, but I didn't know how or where to look for a spouse. So I did a deep dive into finding the strategy and way forward, and alhamdulillah, I got married on the 13th of May, 2023. In this podcast, I take you through my journey. But unlike other podcasts, this one was recorded while I was still on my journey. So you get to listen to it as it unfolds. I talk about the real stuff, the stuff that nobody talks about in this process. I bring up all things vulnerable and the practical steps that you can take to get married. I'm on a mission to help 5 million single Muslim women have the tools to find the man of their dreams and be in a healing, nourishing and law-centered relationship. If this sounds like something you want, then you're in the right place. Bismillah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم رب شحري صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي of this episode is for you to get to know me and my story a little bit more so that we can set the context of where I'm at at the moment and what I would love to be and where I would love to be um, inshallah by the end of this podcast series. So Allahu alam, how many episodes, I can't tell you now at the time of this recording how many episodes I'm going to record, but just know that inshallah in the last episode, I'm going to have my husband sitting right here and me and you can grill him. And you know what the question we're going to ask him is, where have you been all along? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But he's going to be sitting right here. And I am going to ask him that question. Actually, no joke. Ted, Allahu alam who he is, though, because I have no idea who he is at the time of this recording. So let me just set you some of the context about me. So I'm Hannah. And at the time of this recording, I'm 29 years old. I've never been in a relationship and for me to even admit that um, took me a lot of courage in the sense that it took me ages to tell people that. I was so ashamed by the fact that I've never been in a serious relationship. In fact, I've never been in a relationship with someone. And for me, I always believed it was there had to be something wrong with me, right? If you could see all of these ladies at least have had one relationship, two relationships, or maybe that haram boyfriend relationship going up. I never had that. And I always made it mean that perhaps there's something wrong with me. Perhaps I'm not lovable. Perhaps I'm not beautiful enough. Perhaps I'm not skinny enough. That's what I made it mean. And so it was a wound that I was carrying for so long because I desperately wanted to get married. I was ready. I was mature. I had the mindset. I believe that I, I was ready to be in a relationship. So that's what I thought. I was ready to be in a relationship. And so I was seeking out avenues of where could I get married? Like I was so embarrassed by the idea of asking someone to see if they knew someone that that freaked me out. I'd shy away from that conversation because I'm like, that would make me too desperate. You know, I don't want to seem too desperate. And I'm sure that you can resonate with that too. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure you can resonate with those feelings of comparing yourselves to other people and say, well, they've been in a relationship or perhaps you've been in a relationship, but it hasn't been successful. And now you're searching for your next steps, subhanAllah. 
And perhaps you can resonate with the the fact of, you know, like if you put yourself out there, you're seen as, you know, desperate or, you know, there's something wrong with you. And no girl wants to come across as that, you know. Growing up, we would, or personally for me, I had watched all those fairy tales where it was the guy seeking out the girl. It was the guy running after the girl, never the girl running after the guy. And so I had assumed that marriage was just a passive thing. And when I mean a passive thing is that you just sit around and it just somehow happens to you. That's what I always believed. And when it didn't happen to me, I thought, well, really something is it, is it me? Is it actually me? Is there, is, is there internal blocks within me that I need to discover? What is it? Like I got to that point where I'm like, I don't understand what's the strategy. There needs to be a strategy to get married. And so when I discovered the world of coaching a full 12 months ago, actually, and started getting coached myself, I realized there were actually a lot of mental blocks that I placed myself in terms of marriage I was actually so scared I've discovered that I was actually so scared to be in an intimate relationship that you know although there were you know how I said that there there was nobody like there was no relationship that was ever in there was nobody out there that was a match for me in what I believed what I was actually doing was I was trying to protect myself because I was so scared of you know feeling unlovable that's the feeling I kept trying to avoid over and over again and so the analogy of where I was at that point a mere 12 months ago was that imagine like a high tower you know a single tower with one window that was me and I was in that tower there has no stairway nobody can access me there are armored guards all around that tower and basically I didn't even allow the possibility of anyone to come in that's how scared I was of being in an intimate relationship because I was scared that I was going to find out that somehow I was going to be unlovable and that freaked me out and so or that Perhaps if I opened up to somebody and was intimate with them, they'd run away and they'd see me for who I really am. And so that really freaked me out. I didn't want to discover that I wasn't unlovable. I didn't want to discover that somebody would abandon me like that. And so I was really scared. And that that comes and that it's demonstrated in one of, you know, the attachment styles. So if you haven't ever explored your attachment style, I highly recommend that you do so with either a counselor or a coach or a psychologist, because it really sheds light on how you gravitate towards relationships. And I had an anxious attachment style. So I was really, really worried that people weren't going to stay with me, that people were going to leave me, that I was unlovable. The panel, so that's where I was at 12 months ago. And so as I was working with my amazing coach, shout out to Amira, I started removing those blocks and being vulnerable no longer became as scary. That's why I can be sitting here so confidently saying, I've never been in a relationship. If you told me 12 months ago that I'd be sitting here saying that same thing, I would have ran away, buried my head and probably cried myself to sleep, right? Um, so alhamdulillah, really, really, it's coaching has saved so much of my life because I'm here today because of it. That's why I'm a big believer in, you know, how giving people the space to speak about what's really wounded them, where they would love to be in the future is just so, so powerful. And so through my coaching, I realized that, you know, I'm the one who set up. I was the one. It's not like there was no guys coming. I was the one that was repelling even the prospects of that. I was so scared that I was pushing any possibilities of people coming even near me because I was that scared. And so once I discovered that and I, I like work through that with my coach, 
and started thinking about, well, what is it that I want for my marriage? Who do I need to be? Who do I want to be? What do I want to attract as a partner, et cetera, et cetera. Marriage no longer became as scary. And so healing those wounds really saved me because that's given me now this opportunity to actually start embarking on getting married. And this is the Getting Married Project podcast. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet. I haven't thought of it. Probably when you're hearing this recording at the time, there's already a name given to it. Allahu alam. Who knows? Who knows when I'm going to publish this? <laughs> Doesn't that give you goosebumps listening to this right now that you're listening it into the future when you already know what happens? But I have no idea what's going to happen right now as I'm sitting here on the 19th of May, 2022. Pretty incredible, right? Alhamdulillah. So, so much to say about this topic. And really where I was so scared was, well, how do I, now I've moved through, you know, my mindset, you know, my, what do I really want? I got to know who I, who I was. I knew my values. I can communicate my values. I can confidently say who I am, what I want in my life. I know the vision of my life. I confidently know where I'm going in my life. And so where I was really scared or where I am right now, where I'm really scared is, well, how do I find someone that's a match for me? Right? Because, Alhamdulillah, as being a coach and through my life experiences, I've developed high emotional intelligence. And so having someone that's emotionally intelligent is a really big, important priority for me. Having someone that's a values match is an important priority to me. Someone who has a big vision or a vision that's matching to mine is really, really important for me. And so that's where I was at that point where I was really thinking, well, how do I find this? And I've gotten so much bad advice in the past. Some of the bad advice that I've gotten is, it will come when you least expect it. Tell me you don't cringe when you hear that. Please, please reassure me that that's what you do as well when you cringe. I'm like, this is really not a helpful thing to say to me. Like, I know people are trying to reassure me, but I'm expecting it and I want to get married. So how can you tell me to unexpect that and not want to get married? And how is that a useful strategy? What am I supposed to do? The problem with this statement is it's implying that I just need to be passive and do nothing. And it's just something that happens to me. And that's not how it works because when we look at it from a dua perspective, yeah, dua is calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and actually doing the work as well. So I'm, I was thinking, so I've been making dua for marriage for the last decade, actually no joke for the last decade, but I haven't been taking action. I haven't been, and in all honesty, I haven't. I've just been expecting that someone will come knocking on my door and I'll be like, yeah, here's everything I'm looking for. We get married happily ever after. That's what I always believed will happen. But it hasn't happened and it's been a whole decade. And so I'm now at that point where, you know, there needs to be a strategy and I'm going to study the strategy of others. So that's what I've been embarking on in the last couple of weeks where, first of all, I had a planning session with my coach and we full laid out a plan about well, what am I going to start doing? What's the action steps I'm going to start taking? I can't, I can't just keep being passive. I need to start doing something about it. And so we did an action plan. And then the second thing that I'm doing right now or I've done is I'm studying case studies of people that have gotten married, people that were a similar age, ready to get married, don't know where to get married, how they did it. And I'm studying their strategy and I'm implementing their strategy with a little bit of tweaks and I'm systemizing it for you so that you can replicate it and you can do it. So you don't have to wait so long like me. 
The important thing that we need to remember, though, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ar-razzaq. He is the one who provides and he is the provider and that Allah's planning is the best of planning. And I know this for a 100% fact. Yes, I've been wanting to get married for the last decade, but I know that if I got married much younger, I would have married the wrong person. I would have gotten lost in a relationship. I would have not known my value system. All of that would have happened. I know that. And that's the reality. And so I'm so happy that I didn't get married sooner. I'm so happy now I'm at the age where I know my values. I know where I'm going. I know my direction in my life. I know who I am and what I stand for and what I'm looking for in a relationship. And so I'm much more equipped to now looking for a husband and looking out for red flags. So that's what I'm so excited to share with you in the next couple of episodes. Allahu alam, like I said, how many episodes this is going to be, but I'm so excited to share this with you so that you can start systematizing your marriage process because if I can do it, so can you. And that I've got full confidence because I've got full confidence this is going to work. And why why am I so confident? Because do I with action, you will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the doors for you. That's how it works. But I want to share the story of Hajj salam. The story of Hajj salam resonates with me so much, especially in this process of getting married. Hajar was left in the middle of the desert with her baby. And she had told Ibrahim, Prophet Ibrahim, if it's Allah's will, then I'm fine. Like if Allah has decreed this, I'm fine. Go leave us. I'll be fine because I know I've got Allah. So the first ingredient that Hajar has is tawakkul, full trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not leave her, that she's not alone. And so she's in the middle of a desert, like, we can't even imagine what that's like. Like, I don't know about you, but if it's a 45-degree day and the aircon's not working, I complain. Now, imagine being left in the desert with a newborn baby with no shade and you've run out of supplies. What do you do in that instance? It's a, it's a, it's actually life or death. And what does Hajj salam do? She doesn't just sit there and lament, oh, life is so hard. It's just going to happen to me. You know, water's just going to, you know, a caravan's just going to appear out of nowhere. She didn't say that. She didn't do that. She got up. She got up. So ladies that are not married, that are complaining, that saying, oh, it's too hard. Yes, it is hard. I know. I feel it, ladies. But if you're just sitting there feeling sorry for yourself, get up. Get up right now and start taking action. Have your full trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and get up. And that's exactly what Hajar alayhi does. She gets up. And she doesn't just go to Safa and say, oh, there's no water. I give up. She goes to Marwa and she looks in the mountain of Marwa, and there's no water there. And what does she do? She goes back to Safa. And what does she do? She goes back to Marwa. And she does that seven times. What is that teaching us? That it's action. you got to take action. You don't give up. you got to keep taking it. Because she could have easily stopped at the first mountain or the second time or the third time, but she didn't. She continued. She continued to persevere. She took action. She took the action despite the hardship. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? Because he's Ar-Razak, the provider, and he's Al-Fatah, the opener. He opened for her a water source in the middle of a desert. He opened for her a water source. I just want you to take a moment to imagine how extraordinary that, that is. Nobody lived in that area of Saudi Arabia at the time because there was no water. It makes no sense to live where there's no water, right? You need water for life. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does the unexpected in our minds for her. He opens for her a water source in the middle of the desert that it will keep running until the day of judgment. 
Now that's really, really profound. And so what's the secret strategy that Hajar does? She has dua, she does tawakkul to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and she takes action. Those are the two secret ingredients we need, ladies. And so that's my commitment to you in my podcast, that I have full tawakkul. I'm making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I know that my husband is going to be sitting here for that last episode when I introduce him to you and I slap him out being like, where have you been this all along? I know that I have full tawakkul, but I also need to take action. And I'm going to show you the steps so that you can replicate that. And what's so beautiful is the story of Hajj al-Islam is not just a story. It's a mandatory action when you go to Umrah and Hajj. Why is it a mandatory action? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying you need to walk the steps, the literal steps of Hajar salam. You need to walk the literal steps. So what is that saying? You also need to work her story that when things get tough, you get up and you don't give up and you have to work on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so that's my commitment to you on this podcast that I'm doing the work for you. And I'm going to show you that this is possible for you too. If you have the tawakkul, and you are going to take it, go take the steps, you're going to get, inshallah, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has always planned for you. And it's about having hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Somebody might be listening to this podcast saying, but what if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hasn't even written it for you? The fact that you want it means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written it for you, right? The fact that you are taking the steps means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written it for you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind. He is so kind. He knows the whispers of your heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never disappoints the believers. He's always looking out for you and he'll forever look out for you. So we need to start thinking well of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I hope that through this podcast, you start believing well of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he listens to you and that he sees you and that he loves you. And that now all you have to do is take the steps. So are you going to join me? Oh, that didn't sound like you are motivated. Get up. Tell me, are you ready to join me in this podcast where we explore the process of me getting married? If you've loved this episode as much as I did, go ahead and press subscribe so that you can follow these episodes weekly, inshallah, as it unfolds. I encourage you to leave a review because I'd love to hear your feedback and go ahead and find She Empowerment Coaching on Instagram and Facebook and follow along. Assalamu alaikum.